Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, the opening drive on 101 ESPN. And we go to the celebrity line, our friend Jamie Rivers, co-host of the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. And of course, your analyst for Blues Hockey on Valley Sports joins us. Uh, Rivs, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Good. Tell us how you answered the phone for Matthew. This is very funny. <laughs> I said, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. He, he needs that because he, he calls you up. He's, he's just so giddy in the mornings and uh so he needs that kind of knockdown at some point yeah you gotta keep him in the line i'll tell you that much (laughs) oh no well uh last night of course not what you want to see when they were able to build up two wins what was your biggest takeaway jamie because obviously the missed opportunities were a huge talking point yeah missed opportunities were, were part of it you know early in the game you have an opportunity on the power play to score a goal and uh, you know, Pavel Buchnevich just gets denied by a stick from the defenseman coming across in the open net. That 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 that, that kind of sucked as as a moment that you should have taken advantage of. But then also special teams again. You know, and the Blues power play just not able to to get anything done, and then they give up to on the penalty kill, which had not been the case for the last you know four or five games. They've been very solid on the penalty kill. And that kind of was the story. That, that kind of created the gap in the game. And from there, you're chasing the game. And once the Winnipeg Jets got up by a couple of goals, you know, they play a real lockdown system through the neutral zone. It's hard to penetrate from that point on. And from there, you know, you're just you're swimming upstream at that point, And the Blues just couldn't catch up. Jamie, we're 11 games in now, and the Blues have one power play goal. And I, I think this is enough time, probably enough of a sample size, to determine what the issues are. Is it a personnel issue? Is it a schematic issue? Why is the Blues power play so ineffective? Uh, for me, I think it's just a mindset issue. It, I think that they they pass the puck around, and they, you know, they pass up the opportunity to shoot the puck a lot. Now, I do think last night was better. You know, they didn't score off of it, but they did establish a shot out there. And by establishing the shot, they did get that opportunity that Pavel Buchnevich ended up with, a wide-open net. You know, unfortunately, the Winnipeg Jets defenseman did a great job of covering that. But, you know, early on, I just think they're passing it around too much without a purpose. I do feel like they have a purpose now, but because of the early games where they didn't generate anything, it's 
unfortunately it's carried forward to where now you're looking back and it's like the whole body of work rather than just a sample size of, oh, they had a bad stretch of games. This has been a bad stretch of the season. The entire season has not been great. You scored one power play goal. It's just not enough. In, in, in a league that calls penalties frequently now, where you get multiple you know, opportunities in a game to score a goal with the man advantage, and you've only got one goal, it, it's just not good enough. So I, I don't know. I, like I said, I like what they've been doing lately. You know, a couple of good passes and then the shot, but they're so far behind the eight ball now, it just feels like no matter what they do, it's not enough. And, and that can get the teams, too. That can get to a power play to where they know the numbers. They know what's going on. And so for the coaching staff, I think the biggest challenge is you know, trying to segment these things out a little bit to say, look, our first three games, we didn't do much. Our, second, our next three games after that, you know, we established more opportunities. And then in our last three games was our greatest segment yet to where – we established a lot of scoring opportunities. We established a lot of shots. So I think that's the only way you can try to keep this power play going and keep the confidence going because otherwise, man, that one goal just doesn't look good. Jamie, I thought the first period was really good. I mean, they had the opportunity on the power play. I thought that was really good, but they just didn't score. Craig Berube said that they didn't do things quick enough or hard enough in the postgame conference uh, in the second period. Why is it that you get the the highs and the lows of this team? What is it that they need to do to be more consistent? Well, I think the biggest thing with this team is they have to play heavy on the forecheck. And all that means is they have to get pucks into the offensive zone. And when they get themselves in trouble is when they get a little too fancy, a little too east-west in the neutral zone. And what happens there is you end up turning the puck over or it ends up just where you create turnovers for the other team. And it gives the other team momentum at that point to play offense. And that's what happened last night was you spent most of that second period defending and this shouldn't be the case. I mean, the Winnipeg Jets, yeah, they're, they're one, they were one point ahead of you in the standings. Now they're three points ahead of you in the standings. But that's a team that you're equal or better than. And I know I don't care what anybody says. That's a team that, you know, you win one, lose one against this team. That's the way it should be. So you shouldn't be dominated that much in one period of the game. Yet the Blues were. The second period, they weren't executing good passes on the breakout the neutral zone was kind of sloppy, and that's what happened. Is Winnipeg capitalized on those turnovers and then went to work offensively. And when they got in the offensive zone, they spent long stretches of time in the offensive zone, which means you're defending, and you've got the long change. And so when that happens, it's tough because you can't, you really can't manufacture any kind of energy or any kind of momentum when you're defending and you're tired. It doesn't look like a, a physical thing to me. Obviously, these guys are talented. They made it to the to the professional ranks. They're, they're NHL players. It feels like it's a mental thing that when they get down, they just don't keep pressing forward. How do you instill that in them that no matter what, you got to keep going even when it's not looking great? Yeah, that's a tough thing to do. You know, obviously, I think that's an individual thing. And you know, I don't think this team – has quit in them right now. I, I really don't. I'm watching. You know, there's pockets of games where it doesn't look pretty, uh, but it doesn't mean they're not trying. And, and so for me last night in the second period, it was more of an execution thing over an effort thing. 
And then the third period, you look at the team again. They came out hard. They're looking to press again, looking to try and catch up. They got to the point where, you know, Braden Shan scores a nice goal. They're able to pull the goalie. I know it didn't work out uh, to their advantage, but honestly, Kerry, I haven't seen this team kind of roll over yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good thing. Like last year, there were times where you looked at it and you're like, okay, it's clearly a team that, you know, understands that. We're trading off players. This is a lost season. And, you know, you can see the, some of the, the the body language at the time. This team here is still fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you don't play well all the time doesn't necessarily mean you're not working hard. It's just that they're not executing properly. Jamie, does it does it feel like they're still looking for some chemistry amongst those top six forwards? I know that Ruby, of course, the lines don't matter, but it still feels like they're searching for that chemistry amongst, amongst those top six. Yeah, I mean, I think they are a little bit, but then, you know what, Brooke, you go back to the last two games, New Jersey and Montreal, which were two pretty good teams. I, I think that they would, I think most people would say they had, they had some pretty good chemistry in those two games. So, you know, I think it's, it's a game-to-game basis sometimes on how it works, but even to start last night, there was chemistry. They were getting scoring opportunities. They they had, you know, they had the Jets on their heels at times. I mean, if you go through the lines, uh, each line had a scoring chance, including the the fourth line, which started the game. Sunquist play and neighbors. So I thought they, you know, for uh, for an identity line or a fourth line, whatever you want to call them, I thought they had a real strong game. They got in the offensive zone. They had some sustained offensive zone time of possession with the puck. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's chemistry that's the problem right now. I think that when you look at things, sometimes you have to take a step back and look at the last three or four games and say, okay, how is the chemistry of the lines? And I think overall the chemistry was, was fine. It's just that last night you hit a second period that wasn't your best period as far as execution and creating any kind of offensive momentum. And you also gave up two power play goals. That's the story. For me, that, that that's the game last night is, is those two things. Finally, Jamie Rivers. The long yes. national nightmare is over. Last night, the San Jose Sharks <laughs> finally won a game. They beat Philadelphia 2-1 to one after their 0-10-1 start. Congratulations to the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, man, I've been on some bad teams, but never that bad. I mean, that's tough sailing, man. Giving up 20 goals in two games. I mean, my goodness. I'm I'm glad they finally won one. I'm not going to be a good teammate at that point. I'm going to be one of the worst people. It's going to be some some tough practices and some tough conversations going on. Uh, we, We start off like that. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Kerry, they better be uh, they better pace themselves because I think this season is going to look a lot like it has already for the Sharks. If that's the case, I mean, there, there won't be anybody left alive on the island at the end of the day. <laughs> no doubt. Ribs, have a great day. We'll be tuned in for the fast lane this afternoon and then tomorrow for the Blues and the Coyotes on Bally. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks, Riffs. Jamie Rivers, our Blues analyst for Bally Sports and, of course, co-host of The Fast Lane on 101 ESPN.